welcome to the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Cala Cofield. The autumn of 1952 was a particularly cold one in London. By December, people were piling more coal and wood into their furnaces than usual, pumping out thousands of tons of particulates like soot, tar, and sulfur dioxide. The particulates stewed with the thick London fog, eventually creating a toxic mixture of sulfuric acid, which crept into people's homes and then into their lungs. In just two weeks, 4,000 people died as a result of the smog. Many of them already suffered from respiratory ailments like asthma, but many healthy people of all ages also perished and an estimated 8,000 more people died later on as a result of the smog. A total of 12,000 people, maybe more, all dead because of one week of smog. Four years after what has become known as the London Smog Incident, England passed its first Clean Air Act. It had become tragically clear that air pollution poses a serious threat to humans, especially those living in dense cities. But it wasn't only London's production of particulates which caused the London smog incident. There were also natural forces at play. That week, London suffered from what's known as an inversion, in which cold air sinks to the ground and is trapped by a cap of warm air. The particulates pumped out also become trapped under the warm cap, and they can't drift away or disperse. The people of London did produce all of that pollution, but they weren't always trapped in a very small area with it. It's a problem that hits close to home, for me, because my home is Salt Lake City, Utah. If you've ever been to Salt Lake, you know that it's quite a sight to see. The city rests at the north end of a valley, surrounded by these incredible, majestic mountains. You can get from downtown Salt Lake to a ski resort in 20 minutes. The population of Salt Lake proper is only about 200,000. The Salt Lake Valley is home to about 1.2 million people. And yet despite this relatively small population, Salt Lake has some of the worst air in the country. This is partly due to the fact that in the winter, Salt Lake City suffers from an inversion, just like London. And here we have arrived at the physics of this whole story. An inversion is like the reversing or the inverting of the natural air temperature layers. Your inner physicist might tell you that hot air rises, and this is true. But anyone who lives near mountains knows that it is usually warmer in the valley than at the top of a mountain. So why is that? When sunlight passes through the ozone layer and enters our atmosphere, it does warm up the air, but it gives most of its heat to the ground. Cool air near the ground absorbs that heat, warms up, and rises. Another layer of cool air sinks down to the ground, it warms up, it rises, and pretty soon we have a cycle. As the warm air moves higher and higher, it also expands. And by the laws of physics, this makes its temperature drop. But instead of sinking, it stays up. Because it has expanded, it is less dense. It is, in effect, lighter than the air down on the valley floor. So we end up with cooler, thinner air in the mountains and warmer, thicker air down in the valley. 
An inversion is the reversal of that natural balance, where the cold air is stuck at the valley floor and the warm air creates a cap over it. Normally, sunlight would warm up the ground and get things back to normal, but in the winter, there's cloud cover and just fewer hours of daylight, and sometimes the ground can't warm up. And then there's something else, the addition of smog and particulates from cars and fires. They also get stuck under the warm air cap, and they block out even more sunlight from getting in. And it is painfully obvious when Salt Lake is suffering from an inversion. First of all, the temperatures in the valley drop terribly low for that area, sometimes just above zero. But worst of all, the particulates pile up and we're stuck breathing all of them. If you go up the mountain, you can clearly see this strip of gray-brown gunk just hovering over the city. When the inversion gets really bad, it will trap the valley under a blanket of smog that is so thick you can just barely see the sun. It might be blue skies and warm temperatures above the inversion, but from an airplane it would look like there was a neat little gray cap on this valley in the mountains. A good storm or a wind front will get the cold air and the smog out of the valley and let things return to normal, at least until the next inversion. It sucks that people have to breathe that junk, but it is a very good, very visual reminder of just how much crap we pump into the air and the dire importance of switching to cleaner fuels. That's all for today's Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Buzz.